0: Hello, cherubs. <laughs> oh dear! It'd help if I got it in gear. That would be a start, wouldn't it? Um, yes, we are on our way. We are in, back in the car. I did promise you that uh, we'd be back in the car today. I know. Um, I know. We was on our little extensive walk around the field last episode. So now, yeah. We're back in the car and on our way. Journey time today is gonna be around about 35 minutes, something like that. As you can see, I am suited and booted, ready to go. Um, This is actually not work today. This is a job interview today. And the reason why I haven't told you guys about this job interview uh, is because, um, literally, I believe that if you publicize something, um and uh make a big deal out of it then it's not going to happen now this was kind of thrust in front of me um without me realizing it to be honest um it's around about the same sort of distance as what uh current employment is and um yeah, it's uh, it's back within the gym industry, so this is away from sports and back in gym. Um, this sort of thing I've been on the cards for a while, been back and forth with emails and bits and pieces, um, and the lady that I'm meeting seems seems quite nice. Um, I don't know much about the actual um, company that runs these facilities um, but it seem as though uh, they've got an interest in me because they've actually put me forward for two positions at two different locations Uh, so they're obviously keen in what I've done Um, I didn't actually apply for these things Um, they were actually sort of headhunting kind of would you be interested kind of thing by a recruitment agent who has come across my profile on LinkedIn, I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, we'll see how we go today and uh, we'll see what they got to offer. If it's something that I feel that I can build as a project and be quite a part of and have something to, uh, to give and believe in the actual uh, product itself, then I might be able to, to do something with it if i look at it and think well this is not really my vibe then obviously i'll say thank you very much for the opportunity but probably not for me and we'll stick where we are so yeah we'll see how that goes now last night i did say that i was going to uh give you a heads up on what happened i might have gone taking another episode as i was heading out but in all honesty because the drive there was only about eight minutes and it would have been eight minutes back um yeah it wouldn't have been worth your time to even listen so i figured you know what i'm just going to update you on the next episode and uh and see where we go so last night i went out to uh to a mason's event at a masonic lodge never been to one before i do know a bit about masonic stuff just through uh what my dad had gone through and things and they were saying you know it takes seven years of doing this thing to to get to the chair and blah 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 and i was invited by my friend reese nice fella um i mean literally as soon as we got in the door um they set upon us you gonna join you're gonna join you're gonna join you're gonna join well like, oh, hang on <laughs> hold on and if it's in a temple yet, give us a break. So yeah, and then when it showed us around and things like that, and you know, the previous um, what they call worshipful masters. Um, that's basically the guy in a chair. He's a worshipful master. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a we had a nice mill. Um, and uh, what is it? The uh, the mill consisted of um, what did we have to start? We had pate to start with, um, and then we had beef bourguignon with some potatoes and vegetables. Um, and then uh, for dessert, we had uh, spotted dick and custard. And there was a raffle as well. Um, <laughs> I won a mug. <laughs> I won a mug out of all of the raffle things that were going on there. So there was like wines and spirits and. And uh, what else was on there? There was after uh, aftershave and yeah, I got right down to the last thing that nobody obviously wanted and I got a mug of the King's Coronation. <laughs> oh well, never mind. That's funny. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a bit of a turn up, getting the, the last raffle prize that no bastard wanted. Um, so yeah, I got myself a new mug. Brilliant. Don't know what I'm going to do with that. Because I don't actually drink tea or coffee, but never mind. (laughs) Hey-ho. But, uh, yeah, no, very nice evening. Uh, Seem like nice guys that go in there. But in all honesty, the guys that are there are all 60 plus. And I don't know whether that's their drive trying to get some new fresh blood in. Or... Oh, it just so happens that we were the youngest there that night Um, but yeah they were all pretty much over 50s and 60s Um, and when I said about the membership fees the membership fees are quite steep you know they are quite steep I mean they wanted 300 pound to go and to go and join 300 pounds Oh, Jesus and he said, Oh, he's like admin fees and all this kind of thing. And then you've got to pay fifty quid a year to uh to be part of it and you go like seven times a year. And then you've got to pay for your dinners on top of that as well. Now granted it is all charity stuff and fair play, you know, they do a lot of charity work or whatever, but I don't know whether I would see the benefits from it. You know. Obviously they it's like a social event as well, it's quite nice and you know you say you're a mason and rah, 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 but I don't know whether I would see the benefits of it. I mean, last night was obviously very nice, um, but he did message me and say, you know, I I think you would be a a perfect fit for uh, the masons and blah, 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 okay. Thanks very much for the compliment. That's very nice of you. I'll certainly think about it. I'm not gonna dismiss it immediately. but one thing I do remember my old man saying to go, you're not ready to be a mason yet what do you mean not ready not ready my ass. do you know what I could be a mason like that from the age of about 20 not a problem just because I act silly and live a free life where I don't care what anybody thinks or says to me doesn't mean that I can't adapt myself to a social a social situation where you know i have to be a little bit more prim and proper and and whatever talking out of his ass but that was his actual words you know he actually said you're not ready to be a a mason but said to my brother who's two years younger than me yeah you could be a mason what who says that you're not ready to be m I didn't want to be a bastard Mason anyway. That's better things to do than to spend my evenings with sixty plus year olds Chewing on dinner. But now dunno, not gonna dismiss it. Not gonna dismiss it. I mean to be honest with you if it was like a cheaper membership, then I might think about it a little bit more harder because that £300 is a lot of money to be inducted like as a, as a, as a member um, I don't know one to think about guys one to think about do you think I should become a mason or not that is the burning question of the day should I or should I not Seems expensive. It's not exactly a secret society anymore. However, however, right? All those years, my dad refused to tell me what the um, what the handshake was, what the uh, the secret handshake was, and I kind of had an idea of what it might be. Um, and I was looking last night, and. Uh, I just see exactly what it was. It's was quite uh, quite intriguing to see because I was like, okay, because when I first walked in there, I was one of the first guys in, and um, a couple of people shook my hand and said, hello, how you doing? And um, I didn't really cotton to the whole handshake thing straight away, but two guys did exactly the same thing, and I felt pressure on a certain error of my hand. I was like, okay, that might be it. That might be the one. They might just be used to doing it in this setting. And, uh, as they were kind of leaving after the dinner and things, I started watching all of them handshake each other, you know? And in all honesty, it was exactly what I thought it was. It was exactly as I thought it was. So now, without being a member, (laughs) I'm going to handshake. (laughs) Like a mason, and as a good mason should. (laughs) And they might go, oh, okay, you're one of those, are you, dib, dib, dub, dub? Part of the clan, eh? Part of the clan. Not really, I'm not really one of the clan at all. But I'll certainly handshake like it, (laughs) and we'll see, we'll see what opportunities arise from that. I might do that today, actually. Go into my job interview and, uh, and do that. Mind you, I'm meeting a lady, um, and I don't think there are that many ladies in Masonic Lodges at the moment. I know they've only just, sort of, allowed ladies to join. But I don't know whether, um, there are a lot of ladies that uh, that have joined, so that might not be the uh, not be quite the thing that I uh, I should do today. Maybe I don't know. If I was meeting a guy, then maybe I'd do it. And that sounds very sexist, and I'm not sexist at all. Um, equal opportunities and all that, but it's just in the right setting, you've got to use that, I think, for the opportunities, I think. I mean, you never know, she might be. It might be. Who knows? I might give it a go. I'll let you know how that one goes, actually. I'll let you know whether, uh, (laughs) whether I actually do the handshake in there or not. I'll also let you know how it goes as well, like whether they've uh, tormented me in in an interview or they actually, uh, quite reciprocating of what i'm saying be quite funny be quite funny but yeah (laughs) so after that small little interlude i've had the interview and in all honesty i think i am well overqualified for it they were asking me questions that you would ask someone who's well basically a school leaver so i'm not entirely sure it's going to be the position for me. The money's not great, the location of the club isn't great because there's a whole load of traffic just around here and it's not even a busy time of the day. So, and there's no parking either. I think that's going to be a bit of grief if I'm honest. Um, so, maybe not the one for me, in all honesty. Uh, but they seem nice enough. It's—I uh, don't think the gym is that premium, if I'm honest. Um, just by the way it looks, and the way it feels, and the way it's laid out, it does just look like they've taken an old, um, like an old shopping centre thing, old shopping. What's it called supermarket? Jesus Christ! Get your words out. Old supermarket and just put a box around the room at the front, and then uh, stuck a load of gym kit in it. That's pretty much what they've done. Plus, the entrance looks like a prison. Um, Yeah, it doesn't feel that great, if I'm honest. So I think what I will do is, i'll probably just stick where i am if i'm if i'm honest with you um i don't think that's going to be the one for me but you know opportunities are never opportunities unless explored so we've explored that now on to the next see where the bbd is the bigger better deal (laughs) gonna make your way in the world haven't you and in all honesty i don't want to make my way in the world with as little money as possible, for as lot of effort as possible. I mean, it does feel quite relaxed and quite chilled, but, yeah, they said it's like a full-on eight hours. I can't see that it would be that full-on in there, if I'm honest. Um, there was some making out that classes are hectic. Can't see that they're that hectic, if I'm honest. I gave them all the answers they want, gave them a little bit of background about me, rattled on a little bit about Spain. Just what I am, really. But yeah. But it is currently 19.5 degrees outside and it is beautiful. Beautiful. I maybe should open some windows here, I think. Very sorry if that's very windy for you, but I am absolutely roasting in here. Oh. So, how was your day been? How are you? Um, I'd like to thank you for joining me on Riding Shotgun, even though the content has been a little bit flaky. Um, what? Why is he messing with that little girl? Oh, okay, he's probably telling a joke. I'm not going to read that because I guarantee you that is going to take me off YouTube. I know what his jokes are like. But yeah. So we're gonna head home now. Um, I have bought a load of food because tomorrow, uh, do you remember in a few episodes ago, I had a girl that I went on a date with? Well, she is going to come over for some food tonight. Tonight, yeah. And matey boy here is cooking. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to claim to be any Gordon Ramsay, but I definitely am going to claim to be a cut above the norm when it comes to food. When I first turned up in Spain, my first meal that I ate, which I went and bought, you know, I turned up and I went and to Carrefour and got food, spent a bloody fortune, which is ridiculous, and I bought chicken and I bought potatoes and I bought gravy and I bought peas, and I thought, yes. I'm going to have that for dinner. Well, my first meal when I turned up in Spain was exactly that. Chicken, mash and peas with gravy. What I might happen to say is that the chicken was undercooked, so it was pink in the middle. Freaking nasty. The mashed potatoes, I didn't have a, uh, a masher at all, right? So, these mashed potatoes were lumpy, but also very, very milky at the same time. It was like, yeah, it was like lumpy milk. Lumpy milk. That's exactly what it was. Lumpy milk with undercooked chicken, peas that were like bullets, and gravy that was so thick you could paint it on a wall. bloody horrible, proper, proper nasty. The worst meal I've ever tasted in my entire life. Like I was put off with the chicken because it was raw, I was put off with the mashed potato because there were bits in it and it was just, felt like the bits were undercooked but everything else was milky and horrible and the peas were like bullets. Just horrific, horrific meal, really terrible. So I promised myself from that day that I would never, ever eat food that bad ever again. It was fucking horrible, absolutely disgusting. Now I was 18 years old, never really cooked for myself before unless it was like, you know, under supervision maybe. But I certainly never been solely reliant on cooking something like that for myself ever. And it didn't go well, it didn't go well at all. So. I promised myself absolutely no way, in no circumstances will I ever eat food like this or cook food like this ever again, ever. And it was fucking nasty. So the next meal got a little bit better and a little bit better, a little bit better until my food actually got quite good that I was able to cook in a bar. So I was a cook for a day and did like breakfast and sandwiches and things like that and that was awesome. And also, I I was a chef in a (coughs) bar restaurant for a good couple of months or so uh, in the winter time to cover, and uh, and my food was pretty good. We did roast dinners, and we did uh, did breakfasts and all that kind of thing, and I threw them out, and that was actually pretty decent, not bad at all. I think I'm pretty good at fry up breakfasts. I would say I was pretty good at fry up breakfast and I'm probably taking a leaf out of my nan's book for that. with on my dad's side and she used to run a calf um, obviously when she was alive and when she was so very much younger. Um, she used to run a calf and was very good at running a calf so I think I was very good at doing the breakfast side of things. I think it's probably why I had a knack for it but you can ask Adam. I've cooked him fry-ups on more than one occasion, and he will always say that my fry-ups are absolutely out of this world, extraordinary, amazing. If I'm not blowing my own trumpet, you know. (laughs) But he always, yeah, he always says my fry-ups are amazing, and then he gets into a food coma and falls asleep, (laughs) and falls asleep straight after it, sitting at the table. It's just what he does. I mean, uh, to be honest, I don't think I needed the food to even make him sit there and fall asleep at the table. He's just that person. <coughs> he's been uh, he's been trying to find an Xbox One recently to uh, to play Tiger Woods golf with me, <laughs> just like the old days when I were a lad. I mean, when that was happening, I must have been 21, 22, something like that, and he would be well, I was in our uh, forty nine, and he so. Yeah, so, yeah, he'd be 11 years older than me, so. (laughs) So if I was 21, 22, he'd be 32, 33, something like that. And uh, he would fall asleep then as well. That would be funny, that would be absolutely proper. Absolutely proper if he got the Xbox One, Tiger Woods as well, and fell asleep halfway through striking the ball, just like he used to as well. Because then it would go on that Instagram that I created. If you want to check out my mate asleep, which is exactly what the uh, the Instagram name is, my underscore mate underscore asleep, my mate asleep, is literally just a bunch of pictures that I've got of him asleep in all different variations of positions. So he might be there holding his phone. He might be there uh, sitting at the table. He might be there with a blanket over him. Or he might just be holding his phone, drop his phone, make himself, shit himself, and then wake up and startle. Because it is quite funny when he gets startled. It's like uh, like his soul disappears from his body for five seconds, and then he realises who he is, and then his soul comes back, and he's like, dick. Fine. I will be that dick because it's fucking hilarious. However, the Formula 1 has been cancelled this weekend, which is a nightmare because we were going to sit and watch that. And you know for a fact that if you don't fall asleep during the Formula 1, you're not doing Formula 1 right. You've got to fall asleep during Formula 1. It's just a done thing. You get about like, past, I would say, lap 20. Probably between lap 20 and lap 40 is when you have your snooze. And then you wake up for the final sort of 17, 18 laps, and see the winner. And then you have a discussion about it, and then you go back over the bit that you've, uh, that you've missed because you were sleeping, which actually contained nothing anyway. In all honesty, Formula One has got dead boring with uh, Mercedes out the running and all this kind of thing. Even Ferrari aren't making a challenge this year. And there's something about Max Verstappen I just don't like. He's just so cocky and arrogant. And people might have said, yeah, Lewis Hamilton was like that when he was his age. No, not really. Hamilton was cocky, yes, but not in a I own the world kind of day, you know? And everything owes him something. Especially what with Horner Spice everywhere. Oh, that Horner Spice on the radio all the time. Well done, Max, well done. Great race, love you. Let me lick your out. By the way, your dad's here as well. I'm licking his asshole too. No, 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 no. Fucking Jos is a bigger dick than him. Jos Verstappen and Max Verstappen can go suck a dick, as far as I'm concerned. And I just, look, Red Bull were caught cheating with their spending cap last year. Right? And this year, they're supposed to have less money to spend. Yet they are still miles ahead of everyone else. How is that possible? But also, they must be cheating. They've got to be cheating. There must be something somewhere that they're not doing, that someone else, it just can't be that they have a better car. It can't just be that, it just can't. There has to be some sort of element of cheating, like they're making their money go in other places that they're not accumulating for or something, or I don't know, they're doing something skullduggery. And I don't trust Horner Spice to not be completely and utterly transparent with it. The guy is just so untrustworthy, well I think he is anyway. I think he's untrustworthy, I don't think he's, yeah, there's just something that Red Bull are doing that is making everybody else slower than them and they're just cheating. I know that they are, he just can't prove it but there must be some way of doing it. And yes, Max is a good driver, and so is Checo. I mean, to be honest with you, I think Checo is probably a better driver than Max. more experience as well, and probably got a better head on him. calmer head. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, oh, don't, yeah. I just know oh, there's a whole load of cheating going on there. But also, you can see that Lewis Hamilton, And uh, he's Mercedes, he's a lot slower than uh, George Russell. Now I've said this right from the start, when George Russell went to the Mercedes and they weren't, weren't doing very well. George Russell was at McLaren where he had to struggle for every single second. He had to really get everything out of that car and try and push, push, push. Whereas Hamilton got straight into a very successful car and didn't have to fight for it, only had to drive it very well. So when it comes to a car that's struggling, Russell is able to get that extra bit and fight for it because he's what he's used to. Whereas Lewis isn't, plus Lewis is a lot older and you can tell that he's on the decline. He's definitely on the decline somewhere, because he's just not on it. You know, and I think Russell is starting to be number one, and I don't know whether Hamilton will be at Mercedes next year. I don't know, I don't think so. I hope he is, because it will be an end of an era. But I don't think he'll be there next year. I don't think he'll go anywhere either. I think that will be his retirement, because he's had two years of Mercedes being dog shit, and not competitive. And I don't think he wants that. I don't think he wants to go out on not being competitive. I think if he comes next year and Mercedes is super uber competitive and wins the championship with Lewis in the seat, he will 100% retire. Because number one, he'll go out on a high. Number two, he will uh, have beaten Michael Schumacher's record of eight world titles. And, Yeah, I I don't think he would want to go again because of his age but I think if he gets through this year and next year is not looking that exciting for him and he's not really getting up to go and do something and he doesn't feel the, the, the buzz for it or the verb for it anymore I think maybe this year is his last year I could be wrong, you know, he might be thinking other things, but I, I'm not sure if Lewis Hamilton's contract is up at the end of this year, and if it is, they might be thinking other things, they might go, look Lewis, you've had a great run, you've been fantastic for us and we love you, but it's time for a new driver to come into that seat, in which case George Russell will be number one driver, without question, but who would be in that second seat? Would it be Lando Norris? I would love to see that. Could Lando be in a Mercedes? Don't know. Would they go for a relative unknown? Maybe Daniel Ricciardo could come back and be a number two. Would that be a thing? I doubt it, because obviously he's been working for Red Bull as a third driver all this year. And I think Mercedes offered him something to be a third driver, and he said no. So, I think maybe the Daniel Ricciardo thing would be a no. We'll see what happens. But yeah, the, uh, the Grand Prix this year is off. And we've got another week to wait. Was it another two weeks? I'm not sure. I'll have to have a look at the, the, the calendar, the race calendar. But we waited long enough for this one. Because so obviously, the Chinese Grand Prix was off because of COVID and stuff. But now, yeah, now it's um, it's another week. We're losing races. Excuse me, we're losing races left, right, and centre. <coughs> I can't see that the jam-packed season could make way for them to get the race back in after all the floods. I mean, it's very bad, obviously, that people have lost their lives and lost their homes and stuff like that. It's not not great at all, but. I want my Grand Prix. But Also, did you see the game last night? Holy mother of children. Real Madrid were embarrassed, embarrassed by Man City. Absolutely smashed to pieces. Like, I can't honestly see a way that Manchester City can't lose. The Champions League now. They, ha- they have to win it. I can't see that Inter Milan, unless there is some sort of miracle, I can't see that Man City won't win that Champions League final. They would have to have some sort of massive capitulation in terms of the league. So there's two trophies, I think, will 100% happen. Now, the FA Cup. This is where it could get tricky even though they are favorites, they are facing Manchester United. And Manchester United have a legacy where they won the treble. And they're defending that legacy because if they lose the FA Cup, Manchester City have also done the treble. And they won't want that to happen. Manchester United and Manchester United fans will not want Manchester City to do the treble as well. They just won't want it to happen. So, I think United are obviously gonna go out and try and win the FA Cup anyway. But to win the FA Cup against Manchester City, to stop them in the treble, they're gonna be all for that. They're gonna be up, 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 up. And if they're not playing to their absolute maximum to that, you are never ever going to win anything of meaning with Manchester United, because that is the biggest game on one of the biggest stages for one of the biggest things, one of the biggest emotional tyres for the fans. And if Manchester United let that treble go to their noisy neighbours, to say goodbye, say goodbye. You might as well just become a City fan because that is just criminal, criminal. So that FA Cup will be 100% worth watching, I will be watching it without question. Who do you think is going to win? Do you think Manchester United will win or do you think Manchester City will win the FA Cup? In fact, let's, let's ask all three questions. Do you think Manchester United will win or Manchester City will win the FA Cup? Do you think Inter Milan or Manchester City will win the Champions League? Do you think Arsenal or Manchester City will win the Premier League? Three questions. Give me three answers. Hit it in the comments. Go for it. Me personally, I think possibly they'll get the league and they'll get the the Champions League. But I think the FA Cup I think that will be a tight one. But I'm gonna go with Manchester United on that one. I'm gonna go with Manchester United on that one. You're welcome, Man United fans. Sorry, City fans, but you know, you've already won the Champions League and the Premier League, so. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Manchester United for the FA Cup, and Man City for the Champions League and the Premier League. I mean, the Premier League is pretty much sewn up. They need one win. Just one win, and. They're not going to lose that are they, they're really not going to lose that. Um, And they're playing a Chelsea side that has no manager, apart from Frank Lampard which you can pretty much say is not a manager anyway, um, because he plays terrible football, as seen by Everton, as seen by previous Chelsea teams that he's put out. Um, They're playing a Chelsea that is seriously not performing, (coughs) well down in the table. And I think only Man City gonna win that. On a heartbreaking matter, <coughs> Chelsea are set to appoint Maurizio Pochettino. That is like a dagger to my heart. In all honesty, I probably would have preferred him to go to Manchester United, not another London club, especially a club that we had the battle of the bridge with. You know, and uh and they stopped Mauricio Pochettino from winning the Premier League. Yeah, just, yeah. That was like a dagger to my heart because I know that with Pochettino in the seat at Chelsea, Chelsea are gonna be so good. So, so good. And with the players that they've got and the spending power that they've got, they're just gonna be Next level. They are. They're going to be right up there, and I wouldn't be surprised if they are challenging for the title or Champions Leagues or whatever. I, I just don't see how they can't be. It might be two or three years until they actually get to that point, because obviously Pochettino has got to get rid of the dead wood in a couple of transfer windows. He's got to put his his own stamp on the team as well and the way that they play and instill those ethics and those those policies and the morals um so i think it's going to be a couple of years before that happens but i do think that chelsea will be an absolute force with pochettino at the helm especially with his team around him yeah it's gonna yeah and then you look at tottenham I have no idea who the bloody manager is going to be. And even the managers that they're looking at are not the greatest. And the ones that stepped away have gone, yeah, no. Why didn't he just pick up the phone to Poch and go, look, I'm really sorry for sacking you, but really, really need you back. Why didn't he just do that? Why didn't he do that? Poch at the helm would have been getting the fans on side again. It would have been... Good football, even though we might not have won anything, it still would have been good, attractive, entertaining and hard fought football. Now with passion. And he was the only one to get a tune out of Delhi Alley. And if you can get a tune out of Delhi Alley, you can get a tune out of any Spurs team. Because right now they are playing shite. And they got Brentford at the weekend. And I just know we're gonna get turned over by Brentford. I just know it you know we can't get champions league now that's just long gone there's just no way we're getting champions league newcastle are too strong manchester united are too strong and arsenal and manchester city are too far away too far away in points so it's not happening so in all honesty i cannot see spurs getting champions league even europa league Liverpool are coming into form at the right part of the season and we're just not better than Liverpool right now we can't string two wins together it's like draw, draw loss, win, draw, win, loss loss just terrible, terrible, terrible we can't get hold of it and some of the players need to leave, they're just not up to standards Harry Kane's and He's only got one year left of his contract and you just don't know whether he's going to re-sign or not. And you bet your bottom dollar that if Harry Kane goes, a lot of others will go too. Son will probably go, I mean I could see Son in a Liverpool side, I really can. Plays the sort of football that would like, maybe replace a, I don't know, like a Firmino or something he's just that damn good but Oliver Skip, although good I don't think he's at the level we need him he's not that battler, he's definitely not creative enough Um, Heuberg chips in with a couple of goals every now and again, but again, not creative enough Um, you know, even the wingbacks getting on a bit not really doing their job well. I mean, Emerson Royale is dog shit, needs to go. Um, I mean, Ben Davis has been a stalwart for, for Spurs for a long time now. And he has got better as he's got older, but he's getting older. And I don't think he's at the level where we want to compete. I just don't think he's there. It's just a team in turmoil. They're not gelling, they're not playing. They're just being very static and they're not, yeah, just not ticking. They're not ticking at all. I mean, Ryan Mason, he's going to be a good manager at some point. But I think because he's because he knows them inside out, I don't think he's able to come in and just go, right, we're going to run our asses off in training. We need to get our fitness up. We're going to run our asses off. Because I don't think the players will play for him. Because number one, he's interim. He's not an actual manager. Number two, he wants to steady the ship a little bit. So he can't push forward with radical ideas to get players on board. So I don't think long term he's the answer I think if you got him in front of say like a a Burnley or a Derby or something like that I think he would be pretty good I think he'd be a good manager but right now I don't yeah I don't think so I mean Nagelsmann was in the frame but I think he stepped away because Levy was playing games with him saying yeah no we're not going to back you again Um so I think Spurs were trying to get ahead of the curve when Nagelsmann stepped away. And uh, they just said, oh no, we're never interested in him anyway. It's, it's li- literally the equivalent of chatting up a bird, her going no, and then saying, oh, I didn't fancy her anyway. It's exactly the fucking same. Spurs are done exactly the same. Chatting up Nagelsmann, he said no, which meant, oh, we didn't fancy him anyway. Who are we gonna get? Who are we gonna get? Now, have had two serial winners, couldn't do anything. Couldn't do feckle. Levy needs to go. That's my, I mean, just sell it to a consortium in Saudi Arabia, I don't care. As long as they fund it, and they get transfers done, and they get quality transfers done... Yeah, I mean, look at Newcastle, they had a change of ownership, they've not really injected a lot of money that they could have done, not like the Man City that they did, but they're literally top four, top four, you know, they've got a good English manager there, doing really well for himself, great fit, and he's smashing it, absolutely smashing it, and then again he could have gone the other way, I mean, you look at uh, Potter, now went to Chelsea, big setup couldn't handle it failed but then you know you look at what Newcastle had done and the standards of Newcastle and what the fans were expecting was so much lower whereas Chelsea they used to they used to hitting Champions Leagues and uh, they used to you know challenging for titles and stuff like that not going to do that not going to do that with Potter just couldn't handle it I mean, the fact that the players were taking the, the mickey out of him and calling, calling him Harry, that just says everything. You just had zero respect. Zero respect. Because someone like Chelsea needs a manager that isn't going to be like a Newcastle, where they're coming up through the ranks. Chelsea are a club that need a manager that has been there, done it, seen it, won titles, and they're ridiculous at what they do not an up-and-coming English manager so yeah that's me rambling on with sport today <laughs> so thank you so much for joining it's been a long one um, thank you so much I really appreciate you joining please do hit me up on uh, all the channels uh, for YouTube you can like subscribe and hit the notification bell thank you so much that'd be amazing if you are listening on any audible channels Uh, leave me a review it would be five stars preferable but if you don't just say what you feel and uh, mean what you say that is all and uh, i can either get better with criticism or let my head get bigger with all of the uh all the praise you're giving me either one i'm happy Um, so yeah uh, you can also go over to patreon patreon patreon.com forward slash riding uh hyphen shotgun and um, subscribe for three pounds a month, just three pounds, the cost of a beer, and uh, you can get all extra content, plus lots of discounts and bits and pieces as well. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me today. I will see you for the next one. Um, I am gonna get out of this suit, because it is bloody hot, and I am gonna enjoy the sunshine and a bit of food as well, so uh, yeah. Take care, God bless, and I'll see you for the next one. (laughs) Please? <laughs>